This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Alana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Alana Enquirer publisher here with you. And what's better than one Piper podcast this week? How about two Piper podcasts this week? If you didn't hear Thursday's edition of the Alana Enquirer podcast, I highly suggest you go back and listen to that because we talk a lot about your 2020-21 Illini basketball team that everyone is so excited to see. And yes, you are going to see it on the court this year after missing out on a potential run in March Madness or a potential early exit. People don't talk about that, but I think this team was capable of making a run. Uh, of course, with Io DeSumo, Kofi Coburn, Andres Felice doing what they're doing. But with most of the team coming back outside of Felice and Kipper Nichols and with more top prospects coming in, uh, the line I feel, they are one of the better teams in the country and they are really, really ready to prove it. But one reason Brad Underwood has been able to, outside of some key X's and O's changes, and I think everyone expected him to be a pretty strong X's and O's coach coming into the Big Ten, given what he had done at his previous stops, especially Stephen F. Austin, but one of the reasons he and his staff are finding success now and were good last year and, and people are projecting to be a Big Ten title contender this year is because they're bringing in talent. And, and recruiting, we pay so much attention to it because it is important. When you land top 50 prospects, those top 50 prospects are more likely to succeed or to hit than prospects outside that top 50. And Derek Piper had a really good breakdown of that in his column this week. Of course, you can find the Tim Hardaway Juniors and the, and the uh, Trey Burks, like John Beeline, one of my favorite coaches, was able to do. But you got to have talent to succeed at this level for the most part. You have to have next-level talent. And Illinois certainly has that now with Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn. And now you had two more top 50 prospects in Andre Curbelo, who we all expect to be a longtime starter here at Illinois, and Adam Miller, possibly the guy with the best NBA potential, given his shooting ability, his athleticism, and his ability to defend. So you put all that together and you keep stacking that kind of talent you're going to be in the discussion for a Big Ten title contender. That's why this class of 2021, after a successful season last year, it felt like this could be the class that takes it even a step farther, where Illinois, all of a sudden, are they recruiting like Michigan State? Are they recruiting like Ohio State did uh, under Thad Mata? Right? Maybe not the Greg Odens of the world, but you can start stacking that top 50 talent to where every year you're in that discussion for a Big Ten title contention. And so far this class, they started off well early. Remember that March day, I think it was against Indiana, Illinois had Luke Goody on campus. They had David Jones on campus, Jordan Nesbitt, uh, Brandon Weston on campus. They hosted Mac ETN for a visit, and he felt like maybe they're finally all caught up here. Maybe they can finally start stacking these classes early, and with the success they had, maybe they can start landing these guys. But over the last couple of months, you've seen a lot of those prospects go elsewhere. Now, Luke Goody did commit early. 
And he was the earliest commit Brad Underwood had had in his time. And he's still a really good get, fits what they want really well, long, uh, really skilled player, pretty good shooter as well. So that that's a nice first piece in the class. But you've seen Brandon Weston go to Seton Hall to go back to where his family is from on the East Coast. You've seen David Jones kind of suddenly go to DePaul. And you've seen Jordan Nesbitt decide to pick Memphis late in his recruitment, which was a little bit of a surprise given the suitors who were after him, including SLU in Illinois, uh, in that recruitment. So these haven't gone exactly how Illinois would want an ideal class. But Illinois has got another couple bites at the apple. And, and while Mac Etienne remains a huge priority, and Brian Snow had the latest there, check that out at Illini Inquirer. And Illinois is among the top suitors for the big man, and uh, they've done a really good job recruiting him. You got another bite at the apple here. And it's a second bite at the Bryce Hopkins apple here because Illinois was one of the first schools uh, to offer Bryce Hopkins, one of the first Power 5 schools to offer him. Uh, The in-state kid, top 40 prospect in the class out of Fenwick, very skilled, uh, but he committed to Louisville early on, but then opened up his recruitment, which wasn't a seemingly a surprise to a lot of people given uh, the sanctions that might come down on Louisville. And now Illinois is back in the mix, but how much are they in the mix Are they a real threat to a school like Kentucky, who seems to be recruiting Hopkins pretty heavily, but also you have other programs involved here, including a Big Ten rival in Indiana, and kind of from the outside in will look like an oddball, but Providence, where his mother is from that area. Ed Cooley is a very, very good coach, respected head coach. Where does Illinois stand here? What would Bryce Hopkins mean? And and what have we learned uh, about this recruitment, and, and what does this mean for the class of 2021, where it seems like these options, these top priorities are starting to dwindle? Of course, I brought in Derek Piper to break this all down. So coming up next, everything you need to know about Bryce Hopkins, the player, Bryce Hopkins' recruitment, and the Illini's chances for landing the top 40 in-state prospect. That's coming up next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back into the Illini Inquirer podcast, and let's get you ready for another big uh, Illinois basketball recruiting decision. And the recent ones haven't gone so well, but let's bring in our guy, Derek Piper, Illini Inquirer, basketball uh, extraordinaire here. And Derek, here we go again with another big recruitment in the class of 2021. And these haven't gone so well here recently. How how do you think uh, people at the Illinois basketball office are feeling about the class of 2021 and how the last month or so have gone? Yeah, I'm sure that they're, they're a little disappointed for sure. 
Uh, I think that they would still tell you they're very confident and trust their abilities, trust what they have to sell. And the fact that, you know, similar to 2020, they went out and knew that they had to get some high impact guards. And that was really going to determine their, their success or failure in that class. And 2021 is going to be about, you know, filling the need uh, with, with Kofi likely leaving. And can you get a high impact big guy? Of course, uh, would they have loved to have Jordan Nesbitt? Uh, would they have loved to have David Jones? Absolutely. Especially guys you, you spend that much time on and, uh, it seems like a lot of things make sense and maybe should have been trending your way, but that's recruiting. Uh, so you, you keep moving on to the next one. And one in Bryce Hopkins that I didn't mention before is a extreme need. Uh, I don't think it necessarily is if Coleman Hawkins is who they hope that, that he ultimately progresses into. But um, we, we've talked a lot about that position. The fact that EJ Liddell from Men's State was a perfect, perfect fit. Bryce Hopkins is the same thing. He's a top 50 type of recruit and and you're here down the stretch with him i know it's going to be tough with kentucky and uh providence indiana but illinois has worked it really really hard to be in that final group down the stretch and uh here we go again let's see if they can pull it off well derek you've long been a fan of bryce hopkins um i i hate to say it because it's usually been a jinx but he's kind of your guy in the class (laughs) of 2021 and illinois did get in early on this recruitment so break down what Bryce Hopkins brings on the court. What makes him a top 30 guy in the composite, top 40 guy uh, for 24-7 sports? Yeah, first off, maybe I need to keep these my guy designations to myself <laughs> going forward. Um, we'll, we'll revisit that maybe after Bryce makes his commitment. But, yeah, someone that I, I've seen from very early on in his high school career, uh, six foot seven, and just has phenomenal skill for his size uh, he was a little um a little heavier on the weight early on uh, and it was kind of similar he's he was like a bigger Taylor horton tucker uh, where you just have bigger body uh, but he has the the skill set of a guard can, can put the ball on the floor create his own shot can take it in transition very very good passer can play make for you um and, and maybe not the best athlete and Talon was more of a, a bouncier athlete than than Bryce here, but uh, Bryce is just very, very versatile and, and would just be that modern combo forward that spaces the floor and, and does a heck of a lot of things for you. And he's he's tough as heck and rebounds it well too for uh, you know being only six foot seven. But I, I almost think that now looking at him, if he's not a bigger Talon, he, he does some things like a Draymond. And, and you you pair that with talented guards, and if you do have a a really high level center, you know like a Mac Etienne with him, you're you're cooking. So uh, yeah, I've loved what I saw. EJ Liddell and and Bryce Hopkins were two of my favorites out of the state since I've been doing this. Obviously EJ uh, d- didn't work out, and uh, but you have another shot at Bryce, and and he would be exactly what you've been looking for. By the way, Taylor Horton Tucker, youngest NBA American born. NBA Finals champion of all time, beating Magic Johnson with the Lakers ring. He's, uh, he's turning 20 in a month. So uh, congratulations to Taylor Horton Tucker on that one. Um, okay, so how did we get to this part of his recruitment, Derek? Can you lead us through what happened uh, with Bryce Hopkins, when Illinois got involved, and and what's led to the the final schools he has now? Yeah, so at the, the very, very outset of 2021, when you're – first looking at who you want to recruit and the June 
the middle of June date hits and, you know, after their freshman year and, and going into the sophomore, you can actually start calling these guys. Illinois was all over this. Uh, Jamal Walker was the lead, uh, recruited him before really any other high major school. I think Xavier technically got an offer in before Illinois did. Illinois offered uh, December of his sophomore year and then got him on campus for the Illinois-Penn State game, which, if you remember, was that 20-year final Illini reunion. So uh, Illinois had, had shaped up well early, uh, had done a good job. Jamal established a relationship and was really running – I mean, he was running the point uh, on that recruitment, which isn't necessarily different from any kind of – especially an underclassman recruitment. That you really lean on the assistants to build it up, and uh, the head man's probably focused more on the, the current class – well, with the, there was at that time going forward, I think that you would have liked maybe Brad to have more involvement there. And then while that happens, Jamal gets moved out of a recruiting role uh, and, and Stephen Gentry comes in. Well, Bryce takes some visits. That would have been last fall. He, he goes to Wisconsin. He goes to Louisville. Uh, and he ends up committing to Louisville. And, uh, I, I, you know, I think at, at that time, Illinois looks at it and says, we might have another chance in just knowing what was going on with Louisville and um, potential allegations and everything. So they, they kind of stashed that away, away, knowing that they might get another chance. Well, he, he decommits from Louisville in August. He's got pretty much everyone in the country interested in making calls. Kentucky ends up offering. Illinois tries to jump back in. And the first thing you hear is Illinois, you know, good luck. Good luck. You didn't uh, – Put the you didn't have the head coach involvement that maybe was necessary early on. The guy that we built the relationship is no longer on the staff, and and there may or may not have been some some feelings about that one. So uh, early indications were Illinois probably wasn't gonna gonna have much of a shot even to be one of the final contenders. Uh, to Chin Coleman's credit and to the staff, they they worked it extremely hard. And let's be honest, Illinois as a program and as a you know as an attractive sell is much different, you know, now or, or this fall than they were uh, a year ago because it's a program that now has, has won mm -hmm. and brought back IO and Kofi that has top 10 buzz. And uh, they, they have some things, things to sell. Obviously uh, since Bryce committed, they signed Curbelo and Miller and they're in the mix for an ETN and, and they can sell winning. So uh, it, it's pushed here down the line where there's been some question, it, you know, Kentucky first offered and the family took a visit to Lexington. Obviously not a, an official, but just a self-guided campus tour. At that point, it seemed like it, it was locked up and, and, and anybody that was thinking otherwise was wasting their time. Uh, there, there's been some questions since then on, on how hard Kentucky's actually been pushing. The crystal balls as of today are still all, all blue, all big blue. Uh, but Illinois has, has been persistent, not getting much national buzz or consideration or even maybe in some other camps as far as Indiana or Providence. But uh, they think they still have a chance. They have a Zoom meeting with the family and Bryce Thursday night, and, and a decision is, is very, very, very soon. So um, it would be, let's be honest, it would be an upset for sure. But, but we have seen some of these recruitments, whether it's David Jones or Jordan Nesbitt, turn at the last minute, and Illinois hopes this is one that goes in their, uh, their favor. Yeah, they're due for a surprise, right? Um, so what would it mean – if Illinois was able to pull off this surprise? Well, it would give you four straight classes with the top 50 get, which I did some some research this past week, and 
That's only been done in the Big Ten two other times since the late 90s, to give you some perspective. So Tom Crean was able to do it at Indiana, six straight classes with the top 50 uh, coming off of that post-Calvin Sampson uh, just mess at, at Indiana. And uh, he ultimately got fired after that for not doing enough with, with the talent that he recruited. Now he wasn't a number one overall seed one year, got the two Sweet 16s and a couple of uh, Big Ten titles. The other coach has done that is Tom Izzo. And uh, I think he's done all right. He won a national title. There's a nine-year stretch where he got nine top 50s. And he won four Big Ten titles, went to a couple Final Fours, was top five in the Big Ten, eight of those nine years. So what it, what it really says is when you're able to string classes together, when you're able to get, you know, class after class, you get a star or a couple of stars and pair those together, you're in position to compete at the top of the Big Ten. And Illinois has worked their way back obviously into that point and i think if you get a bryce hopkins uh, or a mac etn that allows you to continue that that you then would sub out an io and a kofi and and sub in a an etn or a hopkins or both with curbello and miller and and run it back and and, and be right back in the national picture um it, it's not all about you know there's the winning winning happens in, in different ways but when you have the talent particularly top talent uh, that carries a lot of weight, and, and I think that, yeah, bottom line, I think it, it would give Illinois a chance to continue to win at a high level, and um, it would be an answer uh, to – and really, you know, silence a lot of the questions here uh, in 2021 in the last couple of months with some misses because Bryce would be, you know, a, a, an instant success for that class. Yeah, uh, you'd have uh, Hopkins and Goody, uh, two pretty big gets for them, and then really locking in on Mac Etienne. Uh, so what what if they don't land him, Derek? You said this isn't the biggest need in this class, but it's obviously a chance to land a very very talented player. And and how many how many bites at the apple do they have left in that class to get such a talented player? Yeah, like you said, there the the recruiting board has really thinned out here uh, over the last couple of months and as you missed on some of those targets or some that you were targeting earlier on didn't you know, cut you from their list. Uh, there's not that many left as far as the high school scene. And this, this staff has shown in the past that when they miss on some targets, they, they find some other ones that, that are pretty good. Uh, and some new ones to the, to, to the list would be Wesley Carter Jr., who's a top 60 guard, combo guard uh, out of Florida who they're recruiting. Uh, Ty Ty Washington, who's a top 100 point guard. Or our combo guard out of Arizona is another one. Uh, but really, yeah, if you miss on Bryce Hopkins, you fully, not that they're already not fully locked in on Mac ETN and trying to get that done. Um, all indications are that he's probably going to sign late. So uh, I don't know how imminent, you know, making something happen would be there. But um, I think that losing out on Hopkins, may, again, uh, would be a missed opportunity, let's be honest, as far as a top 50 in-state and then you get to recruit for a second time. Um, I I think that the five spot is ultimately, as I said, going to really, really dictate the, the success here, just the ability to bounce back after losing Kofi. But uh, it, it, recruiting misses maybe, you know, not as – I don't, you'll have opportunities in the spring. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. You, you'll be able to, with the transfer market, with the way it's shaping out to have one-time transfer and immediate eligibility, uh, it's going to be a crazy spring. And Illinois, if they have a really good season, is going to have opportunities to you know, write some of those recruiting misses if they have it. That being said, of course, you'd love to have a Hopkins right. or a Mac ETN. 
Yeah, it just feels like Derek. We, you know, I remember when I started covering recruiting, like Tracy Abrams committed as a sophomore, and you you could, you could grade these classes almost like a year in advance of when they actually signed. Now it really feels like because of the way the transfer market is, the way that some guys are really taking their recruitments, and I think it might be the smart thing to do given all the coaching movement, is a lot of these guys are taking their recruitments into the spring like Mac ETN is. Um, so it really feels like as much as it, it, it feels like, oh, they're, they're getting a, a D grade so far if they miss out on Hopkins, yeah, but that could change a lot in the spring um, of how we end up grading this class. And the transfer market has just changed, obviously, college football, but college basketball as well. So there are other ways of, of adding talent to this roster and, and, and coming out of this okay, though you would have rather have been feeling good right now, right? If you add Hopkins, you feel a heck of a lot better if you don't. Yeah, it was, it was quite a luxury last year to sit late November and have – Andre Corbello signed, had Coleman Hawkins signed, and had Adam Miller committed. And, and you'd rather be in that kind of situation uh, if you can. Uh, but like you just said, there are guys, particularly in this cycle, who haven't, whether they blew up late or, or just didn't take visits early on, they haven't had an opportunity to fully get that experience. Usually we're talking about, you know, this this big target was in camp on campus last week. He's going here and here, and he's going to make a decision. But there hasn't been any of that. Uh, and some recruits are more comfortable with making their decisions now versus trying to wait it out and trying to see past that January 1st date if they're going to be able to take some some on-campus visits and, and maybe make a more informed decision. Or maybe you're a, a Wesley Carter Jr. and you haven't fully blown up uh, to the point that you, you would really want to and, and maybe some more people offer with the type of senior season you're going to have. So uh, wrap that all together with, again – an always crazy transfer cycle, um, but even even crazier if you're taking out the sit-out part of that. And if you're Illinois, we've seen it with Texas Tech. We've seen it with Baylor. Uh, we, see, we saw it with Virginia. If you have a really deep run in the NCAA tournament and you have immediate opportunity at a certain spot, you are a very, very attractive option for those transfers to come in and, and try to – try to be what you, you just missed and be part of something that, uh, you know, winning at a, at a really high level. So uh, Illinois has missed on some of those those transfers in the past to some of those schools that had more on-court success. And I think that uh, they could maybe go that route if they needed to, uh, whether it be at the five or just, you know, taking best available, uh, you know, trying to trying to round out what they maybe didn't fill in 2021. Great stuff. Derek Piper, Illini Inquirer, all over this for the latest information. Check it out at IlliniInquirer.com. Nothing like Cruton, Derek. Nothing like Cruton. Nothing like basketball season coming back. It's close. It's going to be here. I'm excited. That's right. Even if uh, the recruiting doesn't go every way, like, and it could, Bryce Hopkins could end up with Illinois. It's like, sometimes I, I want to shake people and say, you got a top 10 team coming back. Uh, let's, let's enjoy that first. Right. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> let's, let's see some games. Um, this recruiting, they can drive you nuts. You know that as well as I do, yeah. but uh big opportunity on the table for sure. Thank you, Derek. Anytime. Man. Great stuff as always from Derek Piper. As I mentioned, Derek has a column breaking down just kind of putting into context what Bryce Hopkins would mean for Illinois basketball recruiting. And, and while some fans might focus on some of the misses here, kind of puts into context 
what Brad Underwood and his staff have really done in recruiting, even without Hopkins, without ETN. So that's a really good piece. Go check that out. Also, Brian Snow just uh, did his Midwest recruiting notebook and really good information on both Hopkins and Mac ETN. Uh, so I definitely encourage you to go check that out. If you're not a VIP member, as always, you can sign up for your first month for just a dollar. You try it out. If you really like it, you'll stick with us. And I think you'll really, really like it. Also, I got a football recruiting lounge up there evaluating some of the 2021 recruits uh, commits and their newest film that is out from their senior years, as well as a top 600 prospect that Illinois is kind of sneakily still in on and and he recently visited campus. He, he can't be hosted by Illinois and, and get the tour by the Illini staff and see the facilities. Uh, but he was able to visit campus. So I got the latest from him as well. Check that out at IlliniInquire.com. As always, we appreciate listening to the podcast. Uh, if you can, subscribe to us, rate us, review us wherever you get your podcasts. That always helps us out. But everybody have a great weekend. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next week as we have game week. Illinois, Wisconsin, as I'm recording this on October 16th, we're just seven days away. In Illinois, yes, massive underdogs, according to Offshore Books, 23.5 point underdogs in that game. We'll get you prepped uh, for that game that I think is going to be a little bit more competitive than maybe some of those books have, but also just 40 days away from Illinois basketball. You know we will have it covered. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Online Enquirer podcast. CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.